We start in the city of brotherly love where Curtis attempts to punch his ticket to the dance against the frisky team Wellington. Kurt skipped his Thursday night class with Stephen Allen to get loaded off a 30 rack with Josh and Ramondre, who share no relation to the free elective god. Wells would respond as Devontae Adams and Eve's 37 points took a nice bite out of the apple that was Kurt's lead. But in the end, Arthur Juan Brown scored those touchdown arrows, saying adios to his fellow Zach and hola to the postseason. Kurt 158, Wells 117. Next up, Trav flies home for Christmas directly into a Category 4 sandstorm to take on longtime roommate Steve. Coach Rock didn't do much on the offensive side of the ball as Michael Scott Pittman's 3.6 left him unsatisfied. That's what she said, Boom. Meanwhile, Trav's attempt to play spoiler quickly devolved into telling Steve Bruce Willis was dead the whole time after Lamar Jackson had his annual spat with diarrhea. Speaking of shit, this game stinks. Steve 84, Trav 58. Ooh. Next up. Husser heads back to Hamilton looking to go Allen versus Predator to take down Corey. Fully expecting a handjob for his performance, Deshaun Stevenson Watson instead blew into the ear hold of Corey, whispering a pathetic five points in the early going. Meanwhile, Husser caught a falling star and put it in his Tyler Lockett as the Virgin receiver scored 28 huge points, hoping that the lead would never fade away. But it was not over yet as Chris Kringle Godwin delivered a Christmas miracle, only for it to be revealed that Tristan Thompson Wirfs was cheating the whole time, and is indeed not better than Andrew Thomas. Birds 134, Corey 132. You just got jacked up. Next, Brock and Poe link up in the Turbo Tax Bowl to see who's going to the playoffs, and who has to write off their fantasy dues as a charitable donation. Stefan Digslet used Earthquake, and his 22 points were super effective against Poe, who is indeed a rock type. But Joe would respond as Garrett Cole Wilson is back on the sticky stuff, hauling in 8 balls and 24 points. Trying to inspire his team, Brock lit a literal flame under their asses only for it to be sut on and extinguished by Denver's moron number one receiver and his 0 points. Poe 131, Brock 103. He could. Way. Next up, Ras faces off with group me rival Troy, each looking for that elusive eighth. Win. Move over Odell because DPJ is the new wideout on the block with a shit nickname as the Browns receiver helped give Rasp an early edge. Meanwhile, Derek Zoolander Henry couldn't turn left or upfield, picking a very poor time for his worst game of the season. Even Team Troy's group of gay cowboys couldn't get him broke back into this game as Jalen Pinkett Smith Hurts, 34 points, completed this slapping. Rasp 110, Troy 85. Fumble! We finish up in Florham Park where I face off with Muller in a playoff eliminator. Tom Squad popped off behind a juiced performance from Terry Connor McLaurin, whose 24 points were hot enough to piss through a USADA cup. Meanwhile, my team has 99 problems, but Samaj AZP Ryan's 21 points ain't one. But unfortunately, much like the second day of the MLB playoffs, my Cardinals were out, leaving Tyreek, Faith Hill, and I singing, Where are you playoffs? There's always next year. 
Muller 160, me 109. And that is week 13. I gotta be honest, I, I think that was one of your best yet. <laughs> I was rushing that one, honestly, it's pretty short. I was writing down notes because I was like, I gotta reference these because <laughs> of how funny they were. Appreciate. Of course, appreciate. you're you're always gonna get credit for the tax puns between me and Prop. <laughs> but when you did the Cortland Sutton joke, I was I was dying. It was absolutely. What did you say? Denver stinky receiver. Yeah, moron. Moron receiver. Moron. Yeah, and then the other thing I wrote down is I'll never be able to get over the fact that AJ Brown's name is Antonio Juan. Arthur Juan. Arthur Arthur Juan <laughs> yeah. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then I, make I sure the when reason... you go back sorry sorry go ahead no i'm just i'm running out of jokes because it's just the same people that are good every week so i'm just like fuck i, <laughs> I gotta go back to the i literally am running out of gas here because i'm just like there's only so many puns with fucking like jalen hurts every fucking week i'm like i have no idea what to do but he dropped 30 <laughs> again you know <laughs> Yeah, and then I would say, make sure when you go back and edit it that you put a disclaimer that you're going to spoil the Sixth Sense. Fair enough. Because <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah. It's like a 24-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it by... It's like when the Sopranos get spoiled on part of my take. Like, if you haven't seen it by now, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was fucked when they killed Adriana up in uh, the Ramaphel Reservation. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. Anyways, how you doing, Bill? I'm. Do, should we take a moment of silence for what occurred to you this weekend at the hands of Sean Watson? No silence necessary. It, this is obviously it's hard to swallow. It sucks. I wanted to be in it here in the final weeks with at least a shot, but yeah, hard I, to swallow. I'm sure a lot of people said that to Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I did everything I could. I I went all in and then got didn't have any depth for the bye weeks and then had the two losses and. It is what it is. It's uh, wasn't wasn't a valiant this effort. Year. A valiant effort. Yeah, but you it, would have heard nothing but sharping if you won because of Tyreek Hill. It's almost the thing too. I, I had a spreadsheet prepared for like how he didn't impact any of my wins because I was beating everyone by seven. I remember you showed me that. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, Keep it this still under holds wraps. true. It still yeah. holds true. There's nothing. Uh, <laughs> he has played yeah, no impact Hill. in my wins or losses. Did Tyreek Hill? <laughs> he had a good game, but I lost by fifty. Yeah, but how much did he score this week? He probably he almost had like outscored 30, Travis's team himself. That's that's valid. And then maybe if Travis had him and beat Steve, then <laughs> it gets a little <laughs> crazy. But it is. It's what like it butterfly is, effect. <laughs> it it's is a butterfly it is. effect. <laughs> I, listen, the, there's been bad years that I've had that are just immediately lost at the draft, and I, I did fuck up some. Screw Kyle Pitts forever, but. I think the I, I did my best here. You. It's it is what it is, sort of thing. I, I didn't get the bounces early on, and that's that. But enough about that because we have playoffs to talk about. So yes, we do. Just general format. We are going to skip over the two games that have no playoff bearing. Myself and Wells and Travis and Corey. And yep, then sorry, as, Corey, but this is what you get for rostering Deshaun Watson all year. <laughs> And then as we go through each one of them, we'll go through the scenarios, at least what I was able to scribble down. If you have any edits or complaints or you think there's another way you get in, let me know. But 
this should be just about everything. I did, as a disclaimer, just kind of leave out all the scenarios where you need to make up or lose 80 points on somebody or something ridiculous. But for the most part, we included everything that's at least slightly feasible. If something crazy happens, then sorry. But yeah, then that's going to be it, you know? Yeah, and then just one more thing to rag on Corey while I have this open mic. Go for it. Um, this is now two for two that the two tight end strategy does not work. So if that happens again in the future, put as much money on them not making the playoffs as possible. I'm, I'm sure every bookmaker is <laughs> frothing yep. at the mouth to take that action. Yeah, next year, Rass. That is, that's actually a good idea, Billy. Great idea. Great idea. Rass, we need a book for the Fantasy League next year. I'm just nodding in approval as he would as he listens to this. <laughs> but yeah, any anything you want to get off your chest before we get underway here? No, I'm ready to anxiously talk about fantasy playoffs and worry about it all weekend. Cool. So I'll save you for last so you get a little more anxious. Let's Great. start let's start with what's pretty cut and dry as an eliminator game. We have Proc versus Troy. Yeah, this so, is a loser leaves town. Yeah. So both are officially eliminated with a loss. We'll start with Proc. He should clinch the three to six seed based on his points. He's not he can win and get in, doesn't really need much help. Meanwhile, Troy, because his points are pretty pathetic, he needs some help. He'll need to win and have a Muller loss in order to get in. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it as far as that goes. But let's run down the rosters and see what we got here. Yeah. So let's start with Proc. He's got Jared Goff against Minnesota. Goff has been pretty good lately, pretty consistently scoring. Has the team playing well? Do you expect that to continue against Minnesota? What do you think of their defense overall? Yeah, I think the one thing... Is, uh, so there's a few things about Detroit. Is One, their defense has definitely improved the last few weeks. But it's always interesting when you see like such a huge line movement. And I, if I, I believe that Minnesota opened up minus two. At, or, and now it's, I believe, a pick them or the, the Lions are minus one. Really? So to On see like road? a three... Um, no, they're at home. The Lions are at home. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they don't have a huge home field advantage, but that's like a pretty significant line movement just in the first day of the line being out. So I think it's just telling you, like, a lot of people think the Lions are going to compete in this game, and I think if they do, it's because Minnesota's defense is terrible. They keep winning, like, these close games, and, like, it's just like they're due here. And I, I think the Lions have a lot of good momentum. I think they have an offense to score points on them. It's really just a matter of if their defense can pressure Kirk Cousins, which I, I'm hopeful that Aiden Hutchinson can. So I do like the Lions in this game, and I also think Jared Goff's going to have a great game. I'm really hoping this is the week where we see Jamison Williams kind of involved in the offense I'm and seeing Jamo. what he can bring. Definitely. Yeah. Are you? Considering... I think it would be better for everybody on the offense with him there. Are you considering Derek Carr against the Rams Thursday night? Obviously, Fields is on the bye, so those are his two options, at least that he has rostered. Are you putting uh, any thought into that at all? 
There is nothing that disgusts me more than the thought of starting a Thursday night quarterback, except for the fact that it's Derek Carr as well. So yeah, absolutely not. I, I don't I don't want anything to do with Derek Carr this week. I'd much rather play golf. Cool. So let's go to the running backs. It looks like for the first time Najee Harris has been benched officially. And he's I mean, riding it's about with time. Josh Jacobs, who is an auto start against a weaker opponent currently in the Rams. And then Latavius against Kansas City, eh, sort of thing. I I expect them to go down early, and I'm not sure how involved Latavius is on an offense that's not moving the ball well at all. He had 17 carries last week, but he got his 10 points just purely from volume. Do you expect a better game from him? And then any thoughts on Josh Jacobs at all? Uh, Josh Jacobs is like the most wrong I've ever I've ever been about somebody in my entire life coming into the year because the narrative was so bad on him. Um, and I, I don't look now, but Josh McDaniels has got these guys playing pretty well. Yeah, three the last in a few row. Weeks. They fight. They're up to five and seven. It's crazy because like there's those games early on in the season, like the Chargers and the Cardinals, and the Denver game. I believe yeah, they lost they could too, be... where it's like. Eight and four. They could really be eight and four right now, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Damn, this is a pretty good Raiders team." I think they have a pretty, they have an outside shot at the playoffs. But yeah, I I like the Raiders a lot Thursday. The only thing for Josh Jacobs, like I obviously I think he's gonna have a, a great game. It's just gonna be limited if Aaron Donald's playing. I don't know if Aaron Donald is healthy. To be, I I didn't get to watch a lot this past weekend because I was I wasn't around, but. If he's healthy, then it limits his ceiling, but it's he's leading the, the NFL in scrimmage yards. He's going to have a great game. He's been having great games every week. Latavius Murray is just gross. Like I'm going to pick him as my bust of the week just because, like you said, I think they're going to get down in this game pretty early. And then even if he is involved in the passing game, it's like, what, is he going to have five catches for 20 yards? Like that, That's kind of what gets me. him to the 10 points usually. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Like. I would probably play Najee over him, to be honest with you. I just think Najee will get better opportunities against Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. I think he'll just be on the field a little bit more than Latavius is. Did you see Najee's one sick run where he like violently stiff-armed the guy? Well, that's nice for him. If only he could do that you know, more than <laughs> once a year. It was still like a nine-yard run after the fact, but it was, it was one of the better stiff arms that I've ever seen, honestly. He just like Najee stopped hasn't... running to choke slam the guy, and that kept going. It was it was like an inefficient move. He could have probably just <laughs> broke the tackle, but he just literally paused and choke slammed. The guy. Definitely look it up. It's pretty cool. Najee Harris hasn't rushed for 100 yards once this year. Yeah, it's insane. It seems I mean, like I... a weird time to get cute. If I'm Brock, honestly. Yeah, I especially when he just got burnt by the Broncos last week. You know, so it's crazy to go back to this. Well, and he's still the Broncos are the one of the worst teams in the NFL, if not the worst team in the NFL. And he's starting two Broncos. He's still starting two Broncos. One's a tight end and he's been good. And I mean, Latavius isn't I don't know. It doesn't move the needle, but we'll we'll see. Uh, Let's run down the rest of this and then see if he's on uh, upset alert here. Let's do the receivers on a better note. We got. Diggs and T. Higgins. Diggs against the Jets. Jets obviously good on defense. What did he do last time? He had 14.3 last time. So, I mean, they didn't blanket him, but 
I think that was a very low scoring weird game but I don't um, think it's gonna be like a Diggs 30 point week you know was that the first week that Josh Allen had the elbow injury or was that when they played no, I think he lost and then said his in said his elbow hurt yeah okay so yeah, he was healthy at least going in Diggs is a superstar it is gonna be a cold game and Buffalo has been trying to establish the run a little bit more lately but it's Stefan Diggs, and he's probably going to score 20-plus. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely not worried about him. He's definitely not going to be the reason why Proc loses this week, is my thought. And, I mean, same idea with T. Higgins, I imagine, against Cleveland. I love T. Higgins against Cleveland. He's definitely going to be my boom of the week in this matchup because Cleveland's defense is ass. I don't care what they did against the shitty-ass Texans. They're ass. Joe Burrow is absolutely lighting people up. Last week was a Jamar game, and I just, I just think they're going to throw the ball. Too. Yeah, I just think that he's going to be throwing the ball all over the field this week, and they're just going to shit on Cleveland. Is Cleveland the team that he can't beat, though? Aren't they, like, isn't he 0-3 against them? Um, It's possible. I, I don't know the stat off the top of my head. I mean, they were bad. Because I think I remember, I think I remember us this talking year. about this earlier in the year when they lost. Yeah, they they lost. Record he is zero four against the Browns. Billy. Interesting. All right, so this is the, he's definitely getting his he's W due. this week. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about it, uh, Troy. You might want to pull down your pants for this one, but we were talking about it back off up. the pod. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Bengals are better than they were last year, and Billy agreed. So I, I I would love to see the Bengals and Joe Burrow just shit all over Cleveland this week. It's one of those like uh, jerk off instruction videos. That's <laughs> 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 my first thought. But yeah, I, I think Higgins will. Higgins is good. I think he's ready to rock. I I imagine he scores again. It, it seems like they have a ton of shit for him in the red zone. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess we could do tight ends this week since it's kind of important. What are your uh, thoughts? He, he... I'm annoyed that I dropped him because I'm having such an issue at tight end this year. His hair is sick. I told you live when I first saw it. Yeah, he's been a bum for a few weeks, but it's hard to get excited about anybody on the Denver offense because they have such a such a high dud percentage. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm not excited about Dulcich at all. I saw something that Russell Wilson was the uh, quarterback 33 last week in fantasy. And like, there's only like 28 teams playing, and then so there's just like the backups and the replacements and injured people and shit like that. So pretty funny. Yeah, it's hysterical, absolutely hysterical. The interesting thing here, he's got Zonovan Knight. I believe they call him Bam Knight. I think that's the hot. Yeah, I I saw that. That's uh, the hot talk in the Jets these days. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's good. He looked good last week. I mean, they were moving the ball up and down the field against um, Minnesota. It's just they literally choked in the red zone like six times. They so, don't do that this week. They don't do that this week against okay. this Bills defense. So you think like at shootout? All. What? What are you? What's your thoughts? I I think that the I like the Jets. I think they're a good team, but I don't think the Jets win this game. I think they keep it competitive. I guess it's it's not a mark on the Jets. It's more so I don't think that Zonovan's going to have a good game. And it's mainly because the last three weeks, the Bills have shut down Chubb. They've shut down Swift. They've shut down Jamal Williams. And they've also shut down 
uh, Ramadre Stevenson on the ground. Like, their defensive line and front seven is no joke, even without Von Miller. So if Zonovan does have a good game, it's going to be because he's catching some balls out of the backfield. Which, I mean, it isn't out of the realm of possibility. Exactly, is exactly. There... Is there anyone? Would you play Michael Gallup? It looks like that's really. I wouldn't play any. I wouldn't play anybody in on his bench. I would play Zonovan Knight. I just wouldn't play the Latavius Murray. I, I think I would play N- Najee Harris over Latavius Murray. But I, I don't think he's a terrible play. I just don't think if he has a good game this week, it's not going to be because of the running game. It's going to be because of like the underneath, like you know, dump offs. In my opinion. Fair enough. And then Cardinals D against New England. Eh. eh, I don't know. I I think that's a terrible. I I wouldn't start them against New England. Yeah, do they really rack up points against anybody? Let's see. Not really. I mean, they're coming off a bye is the one good thing, and like New England's not exactly <laughs> high powered, but bless you. Um, uh, think of the coach diff there between fucking yeah. Belichick and Kingsbury, though, is my issue. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm look at the at this I'm, without even looking at Troy as much. I think Proc might. I'm not a big fan. I'd be nervous going into this week. Yes. So let's swing over to Troy, who again needs the win and a Muller loss, I believe. Yeah, because he's not going to win a tiebreaker against any of the eight win teams. So yeah, he needs to beat out the seven, like the seven win teams. So. Hopefully for him, Muller loses. We'll cover him next, let's say. And then, uh, yeah, let's run down his roster. So he's got Dak against Houston. That could be huge, huge, huge. I temper my expectations because Dak and the Cowboys have been blowing people out for the last three weeks, and he hasn't really performed from a fantasy perspective. But Houston's, I'd say, is literally the worst team in the league. And if he's going to have a huge game, it's going to be this week. But I guess I, I guess Dak, like the last few weeks, or at least this year, hasn't looked like the Dak of the last few years for fantasy. I mean, it's just the touchdowns are going to the running backs. Like, I feel like yeah, Zeke has one like every Pollard week. Pollard has one now. or two every week. And then that doesn't leave a ton of... I mean, they dropped like 50 points last week, but... Yeah. Looking across the aisle, I would take Dak over Goff, though. Yeah, 100%. So, we'll see how that goes. Let's do Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. This should be a nice bounce back for him. He always kills the Jags, I believe. He kills the Jags and the Texans, or and the Texans, like, every year. Yeah, so... I think that can easily keep pace. If Definitely going to be a bounce-back week, for sure, because Vrabel has a point to prove after that GM got dunked on this week. And then Chuba Hubbard in Seattle. This is kind of eh, Latavius Murray territory, but pretty much all he's got, James Robinson seemingly not a part of the Jets' backfield, and that's the only other running back on the roster, so... I get so if there's going if there's Chuba, but yeah. if there's anything here, um, you probably aren't aware of this, but Deonta Foreman wasn't practicing today, and the Seattle run defense isn't good. So it would just be absolutely hilarious if we'd been ripping Chuba Hubbard all year, 
and then Troy wins this game this week because he fi- he like it finally ends up paying off for him. And like Shuba's his biggest my spot dynasty of the year. guy. I haven't been ripping him. He just hasn't had the I opportunity. I rip him every <laughs> it, it, Deontay Foreman, it's just because you're right. Like he hasn't had the opportunity. No, I'm trolling, but I think he's going to get the opportunity against Seattle this this week. He, they're coming off the bye. Foreman isn't hundred percent and I think he's trending towards not playing. And last time they played against Denver, he had seventeen touches. If he can get 17 touches against the Seattle defense, I like his odds of scoring a touchdown. So I, I definitely like Chuba this week more than Latavius Murray. So I mean, without so, a doubt, so far three for three on guys we're leaning towards Troy. Let's do the receivers, yeah. which I think is where Proc is gonna get his money here. Jalen Waddle against the Chargers. He is a little nicked up. Do you have any word on his playing status? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think he might have had a limited... Yeah, here, I'm I'm pulling it up now. He was limited at practice today. Usually Wednesday is like a rest day, so if you're limited on a Wednesday practice, then I think you're probably trending towards playing. And if he's going against this Chargers defense, they're going to light up this Chargers defense. So I love Jalen Waddell this week, for sure. Yeah, in general, the Dolphins, I assume, are going to bounce back. They played their probably by far their shittiest game of the year aside from when they were starting what the fuck was his name like skylar thompson or some bullshit against the jets i can't remember to be honest with you yeah whatever it completely irrelevant but um <laughs> yeah i expect they get back on the horse i i think they just kind of it's a student versus the teacher sort of thing with mcdaniels and um what the fuck is his name super bowl guy Falcons, uh, San Fran Dang coach. Win? No, 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 San Fran coach. Uh, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Oh, Holy okay. God, I was I wasn't dying. sure. I'm, a, I'm, on, I'm gonna be on. I'm a little baked, and I was like, "What? What no, are you trying to say here?" You're fine. You're fine. Um, so yeah, I, I think the Dolphins bounce back. I, I imagine he has a good game. Tyler Boyd worries me a bit. He just really hasn't been producing as much as usual. He had a couple good weeks in the middle of the year, but of late it's been kind of shitty and dropped a wide-open touchdown last week as well. Otherwise, that game wouldn't have even been as close. But, yeah, especially with Higgins going, with Chase back, I I don't really know if I love Boyd to get going here. Yeah, this this is a huge risk because... I do think Joe Burrow's gonna shit all over Cleveland, but for instance, like this is what this this matchup here, Boyd and Higgins, could end up deciding this just because like if Higgins has a good game, right, you would think on the opposite side that Boyd probably wasn't heavily involved and it was a Higgins and Jamar Chase game, you know. But if Boyd has a big game, it's like the opposite. I lean more towards T Higgins gonna have a big week, so. If T. Higgins is going to be my boom of the week, I'm going to put Boyd as my bust of the week. And I think this is probably what loses Troy, this matchup. It's interesting. Would you go Brandon Cooks, Rondale Moore instead? If Rondale Moore is healthy, I'd consider it. This would be his first week back, I think. I'd consider it. The only issue is that he's he kind of had his boom when Marquise Brown went out, and Marquise Brown is now back, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so I would... Uh, that's tough. It, that would be, like, a very ballsy play to play Rondale Moore 
Why not? Nobody Cooks else on his bench. No. More so, what I'm saying. No, I Dave or uh, Davis Mills is starting again this week, and Brandon Cooks has absolutely cooked Troy all year. So, I if I was Troy, I understand why he's not starting Cooks. Is there anybody on the waiver wire you would play I, I potentially think, here? I honestly didn't put waivers in this week, but so like if we look at uh. Like let's just let's just look at he's got Demarcus Robinson and Boyd, right? Yeah, we didn't even get down there. I mean, are you doing cooks over Demarcus Robinson with fucking Tyler Huntley? Like I, I think he's gotta tinker this a bit. I would probably just looking at it, so like I'm trying to look at like who's got a chance at a touchdown. Um so Trent Sherfield's out there, like, yeah, it would suck to start two Miami wide receivers, but like, hey, like... You love Sherfield. Hey, dude, he had like a... Yeah, he had one catch for 75 yards last year. Yeah, it was the first play of the game. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. The only other options out there is like... Ugh, it's it's rough out there. Yeah, I mean, it's that time of year. Everyone's roster and good players. Quez walk, like... Yeah, I think Troy's fucked here. I, this this is a really bad kind of situation to be in, to say the least. <laughs> I'd say if you if you're already clinched, you're rooting for Troy to get in the playoffs and yeah. run into his side of the bracket. When he, was, when he was going to be the division leader uh, and get the bye, I'm like, someone's just going to walk out with a AFC Championship <laughs> game. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like he's he's going to go the hard way now. Yeah, I mean. Demarcus Robinson, I don't know if he moves the needle. Schultz against Houston, maybe he scores and can be I a think slight he has advantage a pretty there. Good game, yeah. And then Cowboys defense can be a massive difference maker as well. I'm just looking across the board, and I think Troy's biggest hole right now is Boyd versus Higgins. I don't think Robinson is going to get outscored substantially by night. If Deonta Foreman doesn't play, I really like Chuba over Latavius. It's just a it's a hobbled waddle. And Tyler Boyd, who's just has been an absolute disappointment since his like huge week against Atlanta. I I, I agree, Higgins greater than Boyd, but I kind of like Troy almost everywhere else. Honestly, that's what I'm trying to say. Like I I I'm I picking do Troy. Like Troy. I'm picking Troy, and then I'll we'll see if he gets in. But I'm gonna go with that with. because Troy needs multiple things to happen for him to make the playoffs, and let's just give him that vote of confidence. Yeah, let's get in and see if Muller is going to win, and we'll decide his yeah, fate Yeah, I think that, yeah, let's go over there. Perfect segue. So, yeah, let's start with Muller. It, it all starts with a win, though. If he loses, he's completely eliminated. And then, yeah, he can clinch with a proc loss, a U loss, a Husser loss, and he outscores him. Or even with proc wins, and he outscores him by... 49 ish so yeah i mean he, he still needs a little help a, a win doesn't get him in it's just one of those select things needs to happen yeah so he needs to win and these things to happen wow he's and got one a lot of, of those options, things so. yeah 100 percent. but it starts with the win if he loses he is dead so let's run down his lineup he's got kirk cousins against detroit that should be pretty good Although you like Detroit's defensively, what do you kind of think about that? I think he's it's a fine 
start Kirk Cousins this week. He didn't have a great week against the Jets defense, but the Jets have one of the best in the league. He was fine against New England in prime time, and besides that Dallas stinker, he's been pretty consistent all year. Yeah, and Brady's so, in San Fran, so I think you got to ride Cousins. He, he's been running absolutely. The, he's been running a pretty nice two QB set all year. He's kind of been flip flopping them. Yeah, I, I I do like Cousins in this matchup. Definitely think he's going to score in that seventeen to twenty range. But because he doesn't have that rushing upside, that's where his ceiling is really kind of at in that in that range like the 17 to 24 range and then McCaffrey and Zeke so McCaffrey looks really really good last week Tampa Bay not world beaters I, I expect a nice 25 from him honestly I, I think he's kind of fully in McCaffrey mode again yeah he's gonna have to he's gonna have to carry the 49ers without Jimmy G so I, I expect McCaffrey to get a healthy dosage and he was with uh, Purdy, so I, I don't yeah. expect that to change really. Your he's, best he's friend as like a, but he he's perma questionable. Yeah, he's perma questionable. Um, he's got that. You remember we talked about it last week. He's got like that knee injury where he's wearing that uh, brace underneath his knee, uh, underneath his kneecap. Uh, I think it's like a it's a MCL strain or something like that that he's been that's what he's been playing through pretty much all year huh. um from what i've read about it it's like it it shouldn't limit him on the field it's just i'd assume that he's going to be limited or questionable every week just to give him more rest and practice and shit Got but it. yeah he's gonna have a huge week i i, I think he's gonna be fine against tampa bay tampa or san francisco unlike new orleans realizes that they have a star in mccaffrey Unlike New Orleans with Camara, so I expect him to get a healthy dosage of of passes as well to make him have a pretty high ceiling this week. And then Zeke against Houston, Zeke like doesn't pass my eye test, but does score every week. I expect him to score against Houston. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think Zeke is probably. Uh, I hate to do this, but it it is it's this matchup against houston just screams zeke so he's my boom of the week this wow week. i think his first yeah. of the, first of the year in that category. first of the year for him and, it, and it's just because like saquon rushed the ball for 35 times and 152 yards against the texans the texans defense on the ground is terrible which is unfortunate that nick chubb had a terrible game last week i saw that like he was kind of ass but yeah the texans defense is terrible against the run and if if i know the cowboys like they're just going to pound the rock with Zeke and just feed him up the middle. And, like, yeah, Pollard will get his looks, but Zeke's going to get that goal line carries, I think, and, and get plenty of work and touchdowns this week. So we like the running backs. We like Kirk. Let's do receivers. Love the running backs. Love, love, love them. Love. love them. And then. Hate the receivers. <laughs> hate the receivers. <laughs> Mike Evans against San Fran. Jerry Judy against Kansas City. We'll Ugh. put the disclaimer, he's got McLaurin, London, and Watson, who's been his second-half hero here on bye. It's unfortunately unfortunate he's stuck with Judy in a crucial, crucial game. What do you expect out of these two? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I expect no- nothing out of either of these guys. Evans... More so than Judy, I'm fine with, just because, you know, with Tom Brady and Evans, you always have a very good shot at, like, a, 
you know, six, seven catch game and a potential touchdown. Um, Godwin's been eating, eating a little bit as of late, but you know, I, I don't hate Evans as much as Judy, but I still don't love it. And then Judy, like if I'm going to give pro, uh, if I'm going to give Zeke my boom of the week, Judy's my boss of the week, just because like, it's an easy one. It's just, it's just out there for the taking. Like, I just want Denver to just continue to, s- I can't believe they haven't fired Hackett yet. I can't believe it. <laughs> they got to let him finish the year. No, just get him out. Just get him out. Like, you got to do something there. Like, I I think Kansas City's going to blow the fucking doors off of him. You know? They definitely will. Like, I think they, they'll respond well after a loss, especially exactly, a exactly. division opponent. Yeah, and they're yeah. still fighting for that one seed, so they need this W. Do you consider Traylon Burks getting in the lineup here? His touchdown was sick. He definitely got concussed. If he's fully healthy, absolute, but I don't think he's playing this week. Huh. He didn't practice today. Yeah, and he got mad. the NFL's been very yeah, like when it, it looks bad like that on camera, the NFL is gonna go the two route now. And like I think it they're gonna kind of be tipped into not playing him. If Traylon Burks was playing one thousand percent he would be starting over Jerry Judy, and then I don't hate these receivers as much. And then Fryermuth against Baltimore. Fryermuth's been good all year, so I mean, I think you can pencil him in for ten to twelve pretty much every week, and then if he scores, you get your twenty. But yeah, I I, I have no problem with that at all. Better than literally almost every tight end out there. Except that's who he's going against. Which is just <laughs> to tell you how bad tight ends have been yeah. in fantasy this year. He's no the doubt. number four tight end on the year, Billy, and his highest scoring week was 15.5. Or sorry, 15.9. So maybe he can't get you the 20 after all. But... Maybe if he catches a touchdown, you're, you're right. Like he, has, he hasn't caught a touchdown since week two. But if he's he dead. caught a touchdown, you know, he's you're right. Positive TD regression coming for Briarwood <laughs> this week, and then he's got Pacheco in the flex, which is another. Eh, but he had 16 last week, which is pretty much the same as Rashad White, who I mean got his points on the last play of the game, pretty much. I he's guess he's a featured option there. He he he's yeah. definitely been good for them. It's just the Denver defense is going to be hard for him to be successful. I mean, Mahomes going to get his. I mean, if they're playing too high all all game, and then yeah, you, that you is just true. have Pacheco for the easy six yard chunks, you know. So I don't hate it, but yeah, this is a pretty neutered lineup without Watson and McLaurin, or even you know London. what's crazy is he bailed Corey out of his dog shit two tight end strategy, and he's getting fucked by bailing him out because honestly. Muller could have started Zeke and Pollard like every week ah, for the last like lame. four weeks, and it would have been great. Like he <laughs> and he would be fine. It's he, cr- he I, I just receiver. He didn't, or I don't even know it. I just wanted to remind everybody of how dog shit that trade was, and it might end up in both of them not making the playoffs because of it. <laughs> so we'll see there. Uh, Niners D against Tampa Bay. Should be good. Tampa Bay struggled with New Orleans for most of the game. I expect the Niners to give them fits. Tampa Bay is just not moving the ball. They look horrible on offense. So, yeah. That should Definitely be good. like it. Definitely like it. Um, the only caveat to that would just be I don't necessarily think they're going to intercept Brady a ton. 
or have like a touchdown caused by Brady. Yeah. Or Rashad White. Like I don't think Rashad White's gonna fumble. They so, get the sacks though. They can still peak. At, like, they get, nice that's 13. what I, that's what I'm thinking. Is like yeah, they're gonna be a solid like. Hey, they are gonna start with ten, and they're probably gonna end with ten or more. But it's just not gonna be that huge, you know, touch like touchdown return turnover, you know, something like that. Yeah, and then quickly on the kickers, it's kind of the two best kickers in the league with Carlson and uh, Tucker. So shout out to them. But Fuck yeah. kickers, dude, get them out. <laughs> Let's move over to Rasp. Jalen Hurts against the Giants or Rasp scenarios as well. Uh, he'll clinch the division and the bye with a win. And then if he loses, he can drop, obviously. Uh, but he could still clinch the one seed if he loses with losses by Curtis and Husser. So something to keep an eye out there. Otherwise, he's playing in round one with a loss. So Jalen Hurts against the Giants. I don't even really want to talk about this. I think it's going to go very, very poorly. Um, it's gonna go terrible yeah let's just talk about that game now the eagles are gonna fucking kick our dicks in this week it's uh, yeah i mean maybe we hang around for a half and then it kind of gets out of way but i mean you saw what aj brown did last week and we don't have a corner that can cover him we by can any quadruple means. Co- we can have every single corner on our roster cover aj brown he'd still score two touchdowns and have 100 yards in Devante my opinion smith on the other side and then plus the rushing like this could be a huge, huge week for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. This could he be a can big one. absolutely go off. Like they, they've been wanting to kick her ass for a while they're now. Just, <laughs> so in terms of like the QB matchup here, significant, significant advantage for Rasp. Yeah, I'd agree there. And then running backs, Damian Pierce, Jeff Wilson. Pierce against Dallas. Little scary. They could go down here, and then you have a Pierce dud game, and then Jeff Wilson just was not involved at all. They were also down early, and he was just kind of out of the game script. But I don't know if these running backs really move the needle for me. Do you consider a Devin Singletary, or what, what do you think? Overall? I definitely don't consider De- Devin Singletary just because of how good the Jets' defense is. I I, I find it hard to believe he's going to have a, a huge game. And the last time he played the Jets, he only had 48 yards on 12 touches. So I think he's definitely out of the realm of possibilities. I don't hate Jeff Wilson. Yeah. I think they've shown that they can effectively run the ball. Uh, One little thing is they did stay on the West Coast this week, so they stayed in L.A. So Miami didn't travel back, so I always love when teams do that. So he's probably going to be fresh. They're going to be coming in with a point to prove, and this Chargers run defense is fucking brutally bad. They're so bad. I love talking about how bad the Chargers are just because it's just get Justin Herbert out of there. They're just such an incompetent organization. So, yeah, I think Jeff Wilson's going to have a huge week. Damian Pierce, I mean, if he gets you 10 points, you're going to be happy with that. It sucks that he doesn't have Brian Robinson this week because Brian Robinson is becoming so good for the you know, for the commanders the last few weeks. So he gets fucked by the, that late season buy, like you're seeing in the, this matchup is basically like guys on each side kind of getting by fucked by. by this late season buy. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with Wilson. I, I think he'll bounce back against the weaker charges. Pierce does worry me 
I, I, I think the 10 you kind of take, but the issue is that McCaffrey might outscore both of them combined, and then Zeke just adding on top of that. It kind of eliminates that quarterback advantage a bit for me. Yeah. But, yeah, let's go to the receivers, Keenan Allen, Hollywood. Keenan Allen has looked good since he's been back, despite Love kind it. of your dogging of the Chargers. But, yeah, I, I think I think he's a fine play against Miami and then Hollywood against New England. Maybe that worries you a bit, but what are your thoughts? So Keenan Allen I love. I definitely think he's going to have a good week. And it's because I expect the Chargers to get fucking boat raced. So you're gonna this is gonna be another game where and this is that you can literally I could write the script of what the Chargers are gonna do every week. They're gonna play it kinda close in the first half, loot start losing the lead like late like in the third, early fourth, and then they're gonna be down by two possessions in the fourth quarter and Justin Herbert's gonna have to throw the ball twenty five times. And he's going to throw an interception with two minutes left. That's exactly what happens every single week to this team. Book it so Keenan Allen is going to probably get like 10 targets, and he's probably going to convert 80% of those. So he's going to have a good week and a good shot at a touchdown. And then Marquise Brown, I hate it. Hate it. I, I, hate I just. It. DeAndre Hopkins is the guy there. And I, and I think New England's probably. They have a better job. They have a better chance of shutting down Hollywood than they do DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, so, I mean, it's I, not even worth harping on because he literally has no other options with Samuel yeah. on by, Paris Campbell by, and then no other receiver. So, I mean, th- this is who he's going with. He gave up Chuba Hubbard for this man, so you know he's going to get some burn, especially in these yeah. big games. Yeah. I like Marquise Brown a lot more than Jerry Judy, though, I should say. <laughs> That's also true. Oh, it's not like he's got... Jerry Judy. I don't love it just because I think New England has a pretty good defense, but, you know. We'll see. I, I, I like him a lot better than Judy, though, for sure. Kelsey against Denver. Kelsey was a little down last week. I, I don't think it was really due to anything crazy. It was just more so uh, he had a fumble and then just wasn't as much of a part of the script. I don't really know what happened there. But Denver defense, does that scare you at all? Obviously, you're playing. Not him, at all. But do you expect the 20 points or do you expect. Absolutely. This? Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Kelsey and I I love how we haven't talked about Kelsey pretty much all year to fuck with Rasp, but I expect Kelsey to outscore Judy and Evans combined this week, to be honest with you. I think that's fair. Maybe. I, I mean, Evans can be okay. Like, I just think this is based solely on the fact that I think that the Chiefs are going to dog shit all over the Broncos. Just as like a, they have like just to stick it to them, you know, like, hey, you're not even remotely close to our level. I think they love it. And then let's go DPJ against Cincy. He had the punt return, which which was a bulk of his points. They just yeah. weren't moving the ball at all, honestly. With Watson, it was pretty pretty sad to see. Do you? They weren't moving the ball at all against one of the worst, if not the worst, defense yeah. in the NFL. I, I wish I could tell you kind of what went wrong, but, like, Red Zone literally just didn't show it. They just had, like, three pick sixes or something. Like, it was... They had they had a fumble return touchdown, a pick six, and then they had the punt return touchdown. And, it like, I looked down too. at the score, and it was, like, seven to five. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, this game is close. And then I looked down at it again, and I was like, 
how the fuck did this happen? And then also, just to stick it to Corey one more time, you started Watson and lost and started Brown's defense and they scored 31 and you still lost this week. Yeah, it was funny too. They, uh, I, I think they stopped Houston on a fourth and goal at the one. So then Houston ran the Joe Judge, the QB sneaked at the one, and then fumble sixth. It was pretty hysterical. I was just like, oh, that plays back in the uh, back in the news. <laughs> and then Raiders defense against the Rams. I mean, Raiders not world beaters, but Rams just kind of terrible on offense. So I don't hate it, but if Baker Mayfield is. <laughs> Yeah, is Baker if Baker playing? Mayfield is, if he plays on two days of practice, I yeah, I think the the Rams are gonna get shit on. So that that would be and you know crazy what? to play him. Like, how, how do you learn a playbook? <laughs> like, I don't know. They might just play him because of how bad Bryce Perkins or whatever his name was. That was a uh, Wofford last week. He th- he threw a yeah, but before bad that, before that, who was it? Who was it? Yeah, it was. I think it was Bryce Perkins. I think that's right. it was right. Yeah, it was um, Bryce something. But yeah, and yeah, that's tough. The Jets' defense would be. I would love to play them, but they're playing Buffalo. Yeah, I think he's doing the right thing with the Raiders there. Absolutely. And then who do you got? Kind of going down the the list here. This is a hard one to choose, and it I hate the receivers on Mueller's team so much, but his running backs are so good. I just think that Jalen Hurts, Kelsey are going to be the huge difference makers in this game because I don't think that I don't think that his wide receivers come up to snuff of Rass. So I'm going to take Rass for this week. I need Rass to win too. So, it, 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 to be honest, it is a little bit selfish, but I do like Rass's team. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like each of them have like two good guys. I'd say, and then if Mueller didn't have these guys on buy, I would one thousand percent be picking Mueller. He really is getting fucked by this. Like, this is stupid. I, I honestly feel bad because it is stupid as fuck. That it's the last week of the season; these guys are on buys. Like, I mean, uh, everyone's got one, you know. It's he might yeah. have got wins earlier in the year when he played someone else. It's just kind of the way it is. Uh give me Mueller. Let's see. Let, let's see what happens here. And then I think Mueller will be dangerous if he gets in. So yes, I 100% agree with that. That's why I would very much you prefer him he lose. Dog walk me with the full roster last week. So I mean, it's just because scary Terry with scary Terry with Heineke is like steroids. He's just so <laughs> and good. Watson scores twice every week. Yeah, like I obviously don't think Watson's going to keep up the two touchdowns a week or like you know mul- multiple touchdowns. But I do think that he's now earned the trust of Aaron Rodgers, which could be, hey, this guy's going to go from getting targeted six, seven times a game to 12 to 13 times a game, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like even if the touchdowns go away, his big playability and his target share, I think, is just going to continue to go up. Cool. Let's bounce over. Let's do Steve Curtis, and we'll finish off with you. So these two essentially have both clinched. Steve can clinch the first round by with a win. If he loses, he'll obviously drop to seeds three through six, depending on the results of the other games. 
Um, he could still clinch the bye with a Poe loss. I don't think anyone else can catch him in that division. And then Curtis, on the other hand, he can clinch the division and the bye with a win and a Rast loss. Otherwise, he'll be 3-6, through six, and then even if he loses, he'll still be a 3-6 to six seed just because of the high points. So not a ton-ton on the line. I mean, a buy is a ton. Honestly, it's literally like a next round win. So, but yes, uh, obviously, no threat of elimination here. So, let's go to Steve. He's got Tua against the Chargers here. We've kind of talked about this game a shit ton already. It feels like everyone's got a dolphin. You expect them to bounce back here? Oh, yeah. He's going to have a, a big week, and he's going to absolutely dice up this Chargers defense, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say. I, I think Tua has pretty much proven all year that he's going to be a stud for you. And then Eckler against Miami, and then Jamal Williams against Minnesota. Two good running backs, kind of meh weeks last week. I expect Eckler to be a part of the offense here. I, I expect high points. I, I think the Dolphins will win, but I, I still think Eckler can get 20 to 25 and then jamal williams just a touchdown machine i imagine he scores at least one and then if he scores two then hooray the one thing they did give some goal line to swift last week so maybe it's just not all gonna be jamal williams there but yeah that's that's kind of all i have to say there what are your thoughts i think eckler's in for a pretty big game uh, I, I just think he, he, you're like you said, he had the down week last week, but consistently throughout the year, he's proven that he's a running back one. While from a real football perspective, he's not putting up stats that make you kind of jump that jump off the page to you in terms of yards from scrimmage and and touchdowns. He's just getting I I, th- I think he might be actually third in receptions on the year. Like let me look in running backs or everybody. I think here, let me see. He's fourth in the NFL right now with eighty five receptions. Eighty five, so, holy eighty five. Wow. And it just goes to show you how bad this Chargers line is. So, you know, I think Miami is probably gonna do a pretty good job of pressuring Herbert. So if that's the case, then I, I think you're in line for about you know, ten targets to Eckler and a good shot at a touchdown or two. So he should be a good play. Jamal Williams, though, I think Swift's healthy. And and I think if Swift is healthy and the Lions really need these games, I I think that he's trending down at at the worst possible time for Steve. And Swift is trending up at the best time for Curtis. So he's actually going to be my bust of the week. I think this game against Minnesota, you're going to see a, a big DeAndre Swift game. Aaron Jones on the bye, so I mean his only other running back option would be Kareem Hunt. I think you still ride with Jamal if I'm him. Absolutely, absolutely. Kareem Hunt has not shown you pretty much all year that you can rely on him, so I would definitely play Jamal over him. Yes, I I agree with trending down, but I think it's still the move this week. And there's more of a discussion to be had with the wide receivers. He's got Deontay Johnson and Christian Kirk as of right now. I think Kirk, Tennessee, Kirk is just an auto start. He's been dependable as hell all year. 
Deontay, a little bit more of a question mark, but it looks like the only option he has is Darius Slayton. So, I would play Darius Slayton over him. I can't, I, I would play Darius Slayton over him. How Come much? On. How much do you think we're gonna score? Is the thing, and do you think he? I don't the think touchdown? we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna score a lot, but I think we're gonna be down. I think we're gonna have to throw the ball more than twenty times for the first time all year. What do you? What do you? And think? we have no one else. He's proven pretty much every single week that he's going to catch at least one thirty-yard bomb, you know, or like forty-yard bomb. Yeah. So you like that? You like the ceiling more than the Deontay? Yeah, because you know what? Like, one of these times he's going to end up being able to hold on to the ball when he <laughs> falls into the end zone. We've been saying that for five years. <laughs> and so I'm just thinking, like, if you look at this, if you look at these guys objectively speaking. Like, I'm taking off my homer glasses. Darius Slayton, five of the last six weeks, has scored above 10 points. And you're in a position here where you need a non-bust at wide receiver. So, am I going to go with Darius Slayton, who five of the last six weeks has scored 12 or more points with being around that 15-point mark? Or am I going to go with Deontay Johnson, who's ceiling over the last nine weeks is 11 points that's his ceiling over the last nine weeks and he's only hit double digits in three of the last nine weeks i just think it's a matter of pickens is the guy there there or is the guy there and it's one catch last week yeah he didn't have a great week last week but all of all of the weekly chat about him is like oh mike tomlin loves him and he wants to get him even more targets you know I don't know. I just don't think Pittsburgh's passing offense is prolific, so I I just think Slayton is a much better play, in my opinion. Honestly, you kind of sold me, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's tough to put Slayton <laughs> in a lineup. I still don't love him. It sucks for him that Michael Pittman is on the bye, even though he kind of had a real stinker last week, as you mentioned in the two minutes. But yeah, I. I like Slayton significantly more than Deontay Johnson. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Not maybe not significant, but if I was him, I, I'd may lean that way. But I don't know. It, it's just hard. That, that's an ugly name to put in. It really is, especially yeah. after the drop. But let's go to Kittle against Tampa. It's just underwhelming all year, pretty much. Like. I don't know. Is he going to score ever? I don't know. I wonder how he'll play with a new quarterback. But I mean, he he's was there just last such a week too, but he's such a football player where he's just like he doesn't care that he's not like getting utilized in the pass game. Like he'll go out there and block for you 90% of the snaps. You don't play any tight end over him. Uh, but like you said, I don't love it at all. It, but there's not much you could do. There's not like, there's no tight ends out there that have the ceiling that he has. Yeah, exactly. So unless you have, you know, a top tier tight end, you know, nobody on the waiver wires is a better pickup than George Kittle. Like if he dropped George Kittle, everybody in the league would pick him up and start him this week over their tight end pretty much. Factually true. Factually true. So, Yeah. Let's do DJ Moore in the flex, Seattle, again, with with the buys and the receiver situation. This is an auto start. 
How do you feel about it, though? I don't know. You're... <sighs> I don't know. I'm asking I, the tough I... questions here. <laughs> you have a literal, it's a coin flip. Like, what else can I tell you? It's a coin flip every single week with this guy. So, do I like Kit? No, I don't like it just because he's been so inconsistent all year. But Seattle's past defense isn't amazing. Or their defense in general isn't amazing. Like, they, they do play well in certain spots. I don't know. I can't get behind. I, I, I don't like it. I, that's that's pretty much where I am. I'm so on the fence. I have no idea which side to choose, to be honest with you. Fair enough. And then Ravens D against Pittsburgh. Kenny's looking a little better. I don't know if the Ravens are really going to shut him down. I think this is like a like a six point defense, if I had to guess. Yeah, it's Ravens' defense isn't that good. Like, I I don't think they're that great. So, I don't know. Probably, like you said, probably like six or seven points. Unless there is a chance at a ceiling here, though, because Kenny Pickett could potentially throw three interceptions. It really depends what Kenny Pickett shows up. No doubt. Also, very non-homer move of Steve to be starting his rival's defense against his own team. He's fearless, that man. Yeah. Just absolutely so brave. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go over to uh, Curtis. Josh Allen against the Jets. What did he do? He definitely didn't play well against them the first time, right? Uh, 24.8, so scratch that. It's two rushing touchdowns, but... He threw. He didn't play good against them the first time, though. He did throw two winners. From a real football perspective, yeah, I'm he just didn't play that good against fantasy them. fantasy numbers. I know they lost and everything, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I... Do you like that better than Tua, you'd say? I don't think so. I think I can. No, I do not. I do Which like is crazy more. picking anyone Just over Josh that. Allen, but I mean, Colts, Buffalo, good defense. I, I, I think they'll win the game. I think pretty easily, honestly. I think they'll bounce back, and they're pissed about losing. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'd lean to a, a smidge in this instance, personally. And then running backs, DeAndre Swift against Minnesota, Stevenson against Arizona. I think these are both good. The issue is yeah. Eckler's just by far and away. Like I, I think Steve has one and four, and then uh, Kurt has two and three in like the running back rankings. Yeah, I would agree with you. DeAndre Swift is definitely my boom of the week this week for Curtis, just because of I, I just would want to play the coin flip there between these two running backs. And then Stevenson, I think, is in for a good day. I think New England is going to kind of shit on Arizona this week. Yeah, I'd agree agree with both of those. And then I don't think there's a ton of point differential, though, I'd say, but we'll obviously see. I think the big point differential here and what really makes Kurt the championship threat, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, about as scary of a wide receiver duo as you can have right now. A.J. Brown, we kind of talked about it earlier, should have a massive game, I imagine. This could be three touchdowns, depending on if they just decide to give him the ball or let someone else score. 
and then Chase against Cleveland. We talked about Bengals Cleveland already as well. I think another big boom. Both these guys could score twenty five, and I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Yeah, I, I am very worried about how good of a game Chase could have this week. He could potentially have you know like thirty plus. Uh, so love it, and then AJ Brown is going to shit all over the Giants. Like I, I don't know how else to say it, but he's going to shit all over the Giants. And it's the fact that he has these two guys and then my favorite receiver in the NFL, DK Metcalf, <laughs> in the flex spot. Like he's, I think he's got a significant advantage yeah. at wide receiver. The, the, the receiver room has been scary all year. and now It's, it's a wide healthy. receiver diff. This is a wide receiver diff, Bill. Yeah. Jungle diff. Yeah, this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be spamming in the chat, GG easy. 10 minutes into the game. Yeah, you, you kind of forgot how good Curtis's team was when he was losing for half the year with struggling with running backs and all those things. And injuries. Now you see he, doesn't have depth. he doesn't have depth, but he has such good yeah. ceiling. Josh Allen and these receivers, this is a team you wouldn't want to face in the playoffs, I imagine. And yeah, I, I'm picking him here. I, I think this will be a pretty convincing win, I imagine. I... 100% agree with you on that. It's having received like all three of them are they're just so good. They're they're the Metcalf so good. against Carolina. We kind of skipped over that, but I think Carolina's done. Yeah, that's what football, I'm saying. So. That's, Metcalf has been besides literally two games this year, or I guess three, he's been great like all year. Yeah. And I'm just going to continue to pat my own back and say I knew that DK Metcalf was still going to be good this year. It was one You remember Philly week 1 I had all those stats about how good he was with Geno Smith last year. Yeah, week 1 you've you've said it every single week since. No one I know. can possibly I, forget. <laughs> I'm going to tell I'm I'm going to take this to my grave with me. It's going to be I'll on my head. I'll put it on your tombstone. <laughs> was <laughs> was Metcalf right about DK Geno Metcalf. Smith. <laughs> And Geno Smith. <laughs> Geno Smith, I don't get the credit for because that was a, a meme. But DK, I, I definitely, I love him. On the flip I, so. side, you were hyping up DJ Moore a ton, and now he's on Steve's team, and you I were know. sitting on a fence <laughs> for 10 minutes. Before. I was like, DJ Moore is going to be great with Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker's going to be the difference there. <laughs> yeah, should have known. Should have known. Now he's a Ram. Dan- I was. I just needed Darnold. That was the issue. I needed Darnold all year. Well, he's here. <laughs> he is yeah. here. Yeah, and Steve's getting him at his at his ceiling, DJ Moore. <laughs> Darnold is here. But yeah, I think Kurt wins and then yeah, he can win the division if Rasp loses, so something to keep an eye out there. And that leaves one game left. We have you versus Husser in a fierce rivalry match. Scenario wise, if you win, you can clinch the bye with a Steve loss. Otherwise, you'll clinch a 3-6 to six seed. And then it, with a loss, you're eliminated if Muller beats Troy and Proc... No, I'm sorry. If Proc beats Troy and Muller beats Rasp. So a little scary. I'd say those two may be the favorites in their respective games. So you kind of got to treat this as a must win. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the Husser side of the coin here... 
He can also win the division with a win and Rasp and Kurt losses. Otherwise, he'll clinch with a win and just be a mid-seed. And then with a loss, he's eliminated with a proc win and a Muller win while being outscored by 15. So not impossible there either. I mean, Muller's lineup isn't really world-beating, so I imagine he can cover that spread if worse comes to worse. So he's a little safer than you, but yeah, let's talk about it. We'll start with let's start with Husser. Joe Burrow seemingly has refound his game, has been on a tear for the last two thirds of the season against Cleveland. Kind of beaten this game to death, but huge game, you think? Absolutely, monumentally gigantic game this week. And then Dalvin Cook, ETN. Cook against Detroit, ETN against Tennessee. ETN fell out of favor a little bit after the fumble last week, and then Cook also wasn't getting all the carries. I know Madison had the touchdown run. He was successful, though, against a, a really good Jets defense. Yeah, he was efficient. I I imagine he has a nice day against Detroit. I'm a little more worried about ETN if I'm him. Agreed. Against and Tennessee. It's... It's because Tennessee's defense, where their gigantic hole is, is going to be Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones uh, in the receiving. I don't expect ETN to have a gigantic game, but to say the least, like while I do think Tennessee's defensive line is good with Simmons in the middle, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, like, yeah, he might have had a bad week last week, and he and he is nursing an injury, to say the least. Uh, I, I'm not terribly down on him, but I do agree with you that he's not going to have some gigantic week like we've seen from him this year. And then receivers, C.D. Lamb against Houston, that'll be huge. Lockett against Carolina, that'll be huge. Are you ready I would to more... eat a little crow on C.D. Lamb as well? Mm. Do you think he's good yet or no? No. No, not at all? No, he's, he's good. <laughs> I, I just... Him this year, if this is his ceiling, he's not worthy of wearing the number 88. You No, the thing is, you were like, he shouldn't have been taken in the second round of fantasy, and he's the wide receiver seven, so I think he's... Yeah, but fuck him. I still don't think he's that good from a real football perspective. <laughs> he's pretty fast. I think he's, over, I think he's overrated. Like, uh, why do they still need a wide receiver if this guy's so fucking good? I don't know. I, I personally think he's overrated and it's like that cowboys thing where he's overrated because he's a cowboy but i I don't know he's all right i don't know what you want me to tell you i'm never gonna (laughs) tell you that i'm never gonna tell you that cd lamb is good and then like two years from now he's gonna have like a des bryant last year of his career season and i'm gonna be like cd lamb fucking blows (laughs) and i'm gonna be like it might be like five years from now i'll be like told you I mean, if he's Told out of the league in five side. years, then sign me up for that. I would, I would love that. But yeah, Tyler <laughs> Lockett, though, absolute, absolute monster. Love Tyler Lockett. I have him in the South Jersey scumbag league. Him or DK are gonna eat this week. So one of them's if gonna pop. If not both, one of them's gonna pop the fuck off. So yeah, Tyler Lockett. Looking across the board, it's scary looking at his receivers, but. When we get to my team, I like my receivers a lot, Billy. I like them a lot, so 
Well, Paul, you're Let's gonna have to going to wait down. your turn because we got to yeah, talk about yeah. Foster Moreau against the Rams here. Literally the only person on the Raiders besides Devontae Adams that can catch a ball, I think. Mac yeah. Hollins. Sorry, your guy, Mac Hollins, is on the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's his name? Travis did start um, fucking Van Jefferson over him. Mac <laughs> I Hollins saw that. Him. I was so happy. So that's my B. <laughs> that's on me. No, we were all over Van last week. I know, I we were wrong, I'm saying. Was I, Van I think Jefferson it was like 10 to 7. That- was Van Jefferson the guy that Walford missed on that throw? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Let's just assume it was. Let's just assume it was and be like, hey, Walford hits that throw and Van Jefferson has a huge game. So One of the greatest what-ifs of all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I, I hate the Rams. Ayuk against Tampa. Do you consider Mike Williams here over Ayuk? I think I do. If, if Mike playing. Williams is playing i would consider him i don't know if i'd be willing to start him because the one thing with mike williams he's very boomer bust he's limited in practice he didn't practice at all last week i i don't know it's it's a weird thing where it's like hey he could go out there and in chargers luck fuck his ankle up first play of the game because this guy is like a speedster you know like a deep threat so he could go out there fuck up his ankle the first play of the game and then you're looking at a, a dud from williams in there and i also think that josh palmer well yeah i'm gonna be biased he's on my team i do think he's been even when williams is playing or keenan allen is playing he's been consistent like the last eight weeks at getting a, a pretty significant target share there yeah i i may ride i don't know because Ayuk against Tampa doesn't really excite me a ton, especially with the emergence of, like, Debo, McCaffrey. He's just blatantly the third option, whereas, I mean, you could say the same thing about Mike Williams on the Chargers. So I, I don't know. I guess ride with Ayuk just more consistent throughout the year, but I don't know. I, I, I could see that one going either way. And then Buck's defense against San Fran, I, I think he's just left them in here the entire year. I, I get it with the backup quarterback, but San Fran still moves the ball, or they did move. Yeah, the might ball. not, might not I, be I that might great. Be leaning, leaning Bengals against Cleveland on his bench here personally, just because of how bad I would Sean also, looked. I would also lean Bengals, and I also think the Bengals defense is pretty fucking good. So I don't know. I think you have a higher ceiling with the Bengals for sure, because like you said, the turnover potential. And like I had said earlier when we were talking about the San Francisco defense, while I think they'll be fine from a fantasy perspective, I don't think they're going to have that boom week because I just don't think Tom Brady is going to turn the ball over. So, yeah, I, I, Bucks is a fine play. And then, you know, I'm just shocked that when you were talking about switching out IU, you didn't mention uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. on the bench. I guess I didn't scroll down far enough. I missed him there. Yeah, yeah. Much like uh, defensive backs all across the league, they, they didn't even <laughs> see him. He just ran by and was good. Yeah, that's an elite talent to be leaving on the bench there, Tom. I mean, just flexing his depth all over you. A lot of yes. girth in that lineup. Let's go over to you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I hate when I make a fucked up joke and there's just crickets. And I'm like, all right, moving on. 
Herbert against Miami. <laughs> um, should be good. We expect them to lose, but Herbert's been mopping up some nice garbage time, scoring well past yeah. few weeks. Only 18 last week. That's a bit of a disappointment, but I mean, you know what? 30 yards. He just didn't throw the touchdowns. Through you know 47 what, times. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I'm expecting. He's going to throw like 50 times. I literally gave you the blueprint earlier. I'm not. I don't have to reiterate. His ceiling isn't what it was last year, just because of how bad the Chargers are. I do like him just fine this week, but in terms of looking across the board, it's gonna be. It's a. It's tough to think that Herbert will match Burrow. Uh, I think Herbert's gonna have a good game, but if he doesn't throw for two or three touchdowns, there's no way he's gonna be near Burrow, in my opinion. And then Mixon and Saquon, your bread and butter all week. Is Mixon out of concussion protocol or what's the Full deal practice like? today. Full okay. practice today. He's back this week. And it couldn't come in against at a better time, to be honest. One, he's had basically between the bye and being knocked out early in that Pittsburgh game, he's had about almost three weeks now, four weeks now, where he's been really like resting. So... I think he's getting fresh legs at like the best part of the season. Fresh brain. Uh, yeah, fresh brain as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bleep that out. Bleep that out. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. Um But yeah, I think he's getting healthy at the right time and Cleveland's run defense is terrible. Saquon. This could be a bad game for him. It's not gonna be a great game for him. This so is one of those looking where across the board, you get to run stuff twice and then just abandon it for the entire game. I I think he's shown that he's too involved to be completely counted out. Um, I just don't think it's going to be like a huge week, but I I do think he's going to get me well. Ab- I drafted him as a wide receiver too. I think I get. 15 points is what my ceiling is this week, is my opinion. 15 and if I get take. If I can get 15 points, which I think throughout the year, he's only scored below 15 two times. Uh, and it was against Detroit, which was like a very weird, fluky game. And against Carolina, where he had 21 carries. It's just that Carolina, like we kind of just handled them most of the game. Um, he didn't score a touchdown. I think Daniel Jones had vultured him that week but yeah he's gonna get me 15 so i don't think etn is a huge gap at all in fact i'd probably still lean even with this matchup i have the advantage at running back you i like your running backs better the only thing that scares me is if some if they just include samaje more because he has been so good i know you and troy were uh tiffing over that but i mean he genuinely looks pretty nice so but that's i don't know i i just think like the Bengals have looked nice. They like yeah. the Bengals in the first half of the year hadn't looked as good. Now their offensive line is jelling. Now their run game is jelling. The last time we saw Mixon, he scored four touchdowns on 153 yards. You know what Valid. I mean? Valid. So uh, it's just like, why would I be low on this guy? Like I think he's in that Pittsburgh game. Like he got went out with a concussion. Otherwise, I think he had, probably has a touchdown as a good game that week. So yeah, it's just I like Joe Mixon. I, I think he's healthy at the perfect time of the season and exactly when I need him. And I really think that the Browns need to get shit on this week. I would love for them to get shit on by Cincinnati this week. 
And then receivers, St. Brown, Garrett Wilson. Wilson just looks like a completely different player with anyone else at quarterback besides that. He's a fucking monster. This is why I spent that tab on him. It's so great that they finally went away from Zach Wilson. I was very worried he was going to dud for me, if you remember, just because like every week I've started him. This is the first week I've started him where he's like carried me. And I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome because I spent all that fab on him week three and he's getting hot at like the absolute time I need him the most. Yeah, and Mike White missed him on like a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah, he almost had a touchdown. I mean, He landed it, one foot inbounds, right? No, nah, so he was just streaking down the sideline like completely wide open. White, so I think, was they're... rolling out and just overthrew him. Like he dove and didn't even get a hand on it. So, I mean, he, he even if, if he hits him in stride, he can score. He he might have knocked out a foot in as well. There, yeah, I there think was that was... 99, like, they were in fourth and goal the entire game. Like, yeah. I swear to God. So it kind of blends a bit. I was I was very enthralled in the Giants tie, so the the Jets were a bit of a second fiddle for me. But Amon Ra against Mini. The only interesting thing to see here for me is I want to see if Jameson kind of gets some of his production or yeah. if they all just kind of help each other out. He played think... a little last week. He was in for like 11% of the snaps or something. So something to monitor, but I'm, I'm not worried about it per se. So the last thing I heard about Jameson Williams was like before the game they were saying they were gonna have him as their gunner on punting to like get him more game time in. So I, if that says anything to you, it just seems like maybe he's not gonna be over involved in the offense. But I do think like with his speed, right? Yeah, he's it's gonna open fuck. it's gonna open it up. I think for Amon Ra more than anything. The only issue would be hey, do they beat Minnesota over the top? And maybe it cuts into Amon Ra's like, touchdown ceiling, you know? But I think one yeah. thing that Amon Ra's proved, you know, he was down with the injury for, like, four weeks. It was a really rough four weeks for him, to be honest with you. But he's pretty much proved, like, the end of last year and this year, like, he's fucking legit. So I don't think my ceiling is there. As much if Jamison Williams gets very involved, but I think this matchup against Minnesota is very good. I definitely think that the Cowboys are going to run the ball a lot, so I do like him over CD. Garrett Wilson and Tyler Lock is going to be tough because Buffalo's defense could go out there and just, you know, absolutely shit on the Jets. I- I'm not expecting it because I do think the Jets are pretty good. It's just that fear. But, you know, last time they played Buffalo, he had nine targets, eight catches, 92 yards. So he's performed against them before and 15 targets last week, Billy. So who do you think Mike White trusts and likes the most there? So he's going to get 10 plus targets. And I think if he gets 10 plus targets, I like his chances of catching seven or eight balls and potentially a touchdown. So I I like Garrett Wilson a lot this week, too. Then Njoku against Cincy. It's a tight end. It's kind of, unless you want to go, oh my gosh, who is this? You got Chigozim Okonkwo? Yeah, How's he's he not in your lineup? He's going to be in my lineup if <laughs> Njoku sits again. <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he's the Titans rookie tight end, second string behind Austin Hooper, and he's a threat, Billy. Chigozim Okonkwo? Is that it? Yes, a Quanco. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, he'll, he's my boom of the week. 
uh, four or five, Billy. Four or five. He ran a four or five? Yep. Okay. Fast, <laughs> I was like, dude. are we just saying numbers? No. Does he wear no. number 45? Is he like a fullback? No. He's just like a, a flyer, potentially, because he's trending up right now. Uh, Najoku, I, I don't love. It's just, he's been, he was pretty good with Brissette. So, like, he's been, even though he's been missing a few weeks, like, he's been consistently pretty good as a tight end option. It's just he needs to be healthy. Uh, I think him and Foster Moreau is probably, like, the worst tight end matchup this week, <laughs> to be honest with you. And then Josh Palmer. Do you want to do your Chargers story again? Dude, no. Too many fucking you heard... Chargers. I'm like, everyone have... else is on by, everyone, and then everyone's just starting Chargers. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like Josh Palmer just because, like, he's getting, like, 10-plus targets a game for... Eight straight weeks now. Does Mike even Williams with Keenan Allen play? No, even when Mike Williams is in, he he got the last time him and Mike Williams played together, he had ten targets, and Keenan Allen played that game. Yeah, I mean, if they're throwing it fifty times, right? Never, Justin never Herbert did. 10. So Justin Herbert, and and this is why Mueller owned him the first two weeks, and why I wanted him. Like when Keenan Allen went down, like Justin Herbert was pretty high on this guy. He was a rookie last year, and coming into this year, he's like, you know, hey. Like, don't be surprised if this guy has a pretty good year. And, you know, he's been... With the injuries the Chargers have had, the one thing that's been consistent is Joshua Palmer. So, yeah, it's like, do I have that ceiling there? No, but I would much... And it sucks because, like, I'd much rather play him than Gabe Davis, even though I think Gabe Davis is a better player. He lines up fine with Ayuk. I didn't mean to be too down. Uh, I... Yeah. Yeah, I think they're both like 12 to 15 points. I just hate the Chargers, too. I hate that I have to rely on two Chargers because I think they suck so much, the Chargers. And then Eagles defense against the Giants, I think they're going to give us some problems because every defense kind of gives us problems. They're going to they're gonna have like five or six sacks, probably, if yeah. I had to guess. So I think, that, I think you have the advantage there. But yeah, I think I think you got a dogfight on your hands. I, I think this one's gonna be close. Are you picking you? Are you fading yourself? No, I'm taking myself. Um, like yeah, I I think Huster's team is pretty good. It would be poetic justice for him to end my season. <laughs> so you didn't want to talk about me. his team all year. Yeah. Um, I think even if I lose this week, I do have a good shot at making the playoffs because I think there is a chance that Mull- I need Mueller to lose, basically. If Mueller loses, I'm in. Detroit prop game was closer than we thought, though. I think I picked Troy. That's the, that's what I mean. So, like, I like my chances of one of Mueller or... That's what I need, right? When you don't... Yeah. When you, if you I just lose, need if one you of lose, those. Go- you need one of those to happen. One of those guys to lose. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I, I think um, I ha- I know I have the best odds of making the fantasy playoffs probably of the us three. Um, but I just want to win and get in. Fuck that. And then if if Curtis beats if Curtis beats uh, Steve. Steve, then I get that bye, which would be huge. So nah, uh, I have Curtis a lot would have the same record as you, and he's got way more points. My playoffs are affected by all three of the oh, other no, matchups. Oh no, yeah, 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 I lied. I'm sorry. You're in the you're in the Steve division. Yeah, so like my matchups are so overly reliant upon other matchups. 
Like where, like I could end up as the the yeah, second seed or the, the sixth seed. Yeah, the buy or eliminated. I have the biggest range of options. Or yeah, I could have the second seed or eliminated, which is insane to me. Um, that's fantasy because in in most years, like eight wins get you in. You know, eight wins is like yeah. What you I mean, it, it used to, to be a thirteen week season too. Yeah, so it used to be seven wins, and you were like, you know, I'm I'm definitely getting in at seven wins. You know. This season's been weird in every league besides Dynasty because half the team's fucking tanked. Um, you know, they've all been close. So it should be good. I think, um, not to get too ahead of ourselves, our plan is to do something a little special for the playoffs involving the managers, potentially some live interviews. Try to mix it up a bit because obviously less games to talk about. It'll only be... yeah two games next week and then two the following week obviously the championship so we're gonna have the creative juices flow and think of some fun ideas here um and then yeah i don't know i don't really want to talk about the giants anymore we kind of vented already and i don't want to talk about a tie or a preview of what could be a debacle so yeah do you have anything else you want to talk about no i'm excited to actually do a live one and I'm excited for the playoffs to start. Like, if I make it, if I don't make it, it's gonna be brutal. Doing the this, next, I, the next yeah, three we need weeks. you. We need you here. You're the you need the me in it, Billy. You need me. You need me. Pre- preferably, you need me to get the buy so that you're definitively in on talking about the playoffs for at <laughs> least two weeks. Yeah, so I'll I'll wave my po flag. I need it, Bill. I <laughs> I've gotten so close to winning the title two times now like i i need one i need to bring one home like i i also just because if i win the title you know me i'm gonna be insufferably annoying shoving it in like troy's face like every day probably as opposed to <laughs> not being annoying and not <laughs> <laughs> i love it because like i'll shove shit in troy's face and fuck with it but then today i'm like yeah, I go to a Devils game. You want to go? <laughs> like, let's chill. Yeah, he, he knows it's, he knows yeah. it's all fun. All yeah, fun and football. Games. And the worst part about it is, like, I like everybody on the Bengals, but I just have to stick it to him because it's Troy, and I love fucking with him. Yeah. He's given us too much shit over the years to be sympathetic about them. But, yeah. That is going to do it for today. As always, tune in next week, and thanks for listening, and yeah. Bye, guys. You're going down, Muller.
But sometime, what better place than here? What better time than now? Oh! Hey! Hey! Stop watching!